You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 399 of Podcateers. In this episode, we talk about me finally catching up with the book of Boba Fett and uh, from about 8 minutes and 20 seconds through about 25 minutes. Ooh, free range spoilers. So if you're not caught up, yeah, there's a lot. So yeah, be careful. We try not to talk about Bruno, but he briefly pops up in conversation again. I visit Avengers Campus for the first time, and Mel heads out to Disneyland for Villains Day. We'd love to hear how you feel about things that we talk about in this episode. You can join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, but we'd love for you to join us over on our growing Discord server. Joining us is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash 399 or head over to our Instagram and you'll see a pinned IG story there with a link. And after just a few clicks or taps, you'll be a part of our Discord server. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to help you out as best as we can. March Mayhem is approaching, and although we wanted to vote on what the tournament should be this year, it looks like the majority so far is saying we should put snacks up against each other. So we'll take suggestions for about another week or so, but if we continue on this path, <laughs> it looks like we're going to be all about the snacks in March. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible as part of the fgp squad family you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for podcateers gear additional content like the podcateers after show and access to our monthly happy hour calls just to name a few for more info on how you can become part of the fgp squad family we invite you to check out podcateers.com fgp and as always a super special thank you goes out to the fgp squad for their continued support all right, it's time to do the podcast thing. So if you are new to the show, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We hope that you enjoy your time with us and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging out with us for some time, welcome back. Here is episode 399 of Podcateers. Look, it's been a pretty one week since we worked. It's been one week since you look at me. And copyright strike. Boom, we got it. Right. <laughs> Don't look at those lyrics, by the way. They're uh, really nonsensical and not great. But anyway, yeah. that's not, we're yeah. not talking about that. We're not talking about, what is that, the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I don't know. Le- no, that's uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Bare Naked Ladies. One of yeah, those. Yeah. Three, three, three name bands. Yeah. <laughs> three name band. Well, if we want to keep the song uh, representation going with this, I can say, what a difference a week makes. And a difference was a week for Robert Fettuccini. Yeah. Robert, all the difference. Look, I... I don't know if I want to go back and just completely listen to everything that I said or if I just want to apologize for my comments last week because really going into that episode over and over and over, I now I officially know that I was in some sort of mood trying to watch these episodes of Robert Fettuccini because I know I said I was going to start at the middle of one because I had already seen the other ones, but I, th- I, I, like, I told myself, look. You got to do it. You got to give it a shot. You got to go from the beginning. Let's do this. Let's just sit down. Let's go through the episodes. And I decided to marathon it. 
Okay, I, you know, kids went to bed, you know, early, and I thought, okay, look, I'm, I'm just going to watch this. This is great. And by the end of episode one, I was like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I originally thought it was. This is great. Okay, no problem, no problem. Go into episode two. Just still a little slow. Wasn't, you know, as, it wasn't as action-packed as The Mandalorian was. The storytelling uh, definitely slower, and it's not as rich in storytelling as The Mandalorian was, like, right from the beginning. But I got through episode two, and I thought, okay, the story is progressing. This this is good. This isn't bad. Okay, I, I could do another episode. So I did another episode. Got through episode three, and I thought, okay, business is finally picking up here. Okay, things are looking up here. So by the time I got to episode four, I'm all in on like, what did we call this like mercenary Wookiee? Tactical Chewbacca. Tactical Chewbacca. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so perfect. I'm like all in on tactical Chewbacca now. Right. I am like all about him. Like if they made like a plushie, like I want this. Okay. Because he's <laughs> awesome. Still going through the episode. There's a few things in it that I just think, you know. I get the character of Boba Fett, but I'm probably going to say something that is going to rub some people the wrong way, but the weakest point of the show is Boba Fett. (laughs) I hate to say it, but his acting, he's so dry, and maybe that's him, right? Maybe that's his delivery and everything, but going through the episodes... I hate to say it, but the weakest point of every show so far has been Boba Fett. You're not alone. You're you're definitely not alone. But I'm I'm glad you're watching him, you know? You were really hesitant and I'm glad you gave it another shot. So cool. I'm I'm happy you're enjoying it. Me too. I'm so glad that you guys convinced me to go back and start watching it again because um I wouldn't have. I would have just totally just gone to the popular episodes or gotten a recap or something at the end. But wow, oh, wow, 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 did episode five and six make up for everything else that I felt was lacking. Like, I, I heard everybody talk about it. I heard all of you tell me that, yo, wait till you get to episode five. And ooh, whoo, whoo. I don't know if you heard me, but whoo. <laughs> Man, they were so good. I think that's what the other episodes are missing. I get the whole fighting and everything, but the heartfelt connection that we were getting from the characters in The Mandalorian and what they were fighting for and what they were doing isn't in it, it isn't in the book of Boba Fett. Like it's all like this is our territory now. Cool. <laughs> you must pay us money. Yeah, we're one of the families now. All right. Well, while you're here playing Godfather, <laughs> you come to me it, on the day yeah. of yeah. my Wookiee's wedding, <laughs> and you come to me and you say, Boba Fett, I need your help. You come to me on the day of Tactical wow. Chewbacca's wedding. Yeah, t- tactical <laughs> Chewbacca. So, yeah, I look, thank you. Thank you to everyone uh, that sent me messages regarding the episode and telling me to hang in there. Because now that I'm fully caught up, yes, I did watch episode six a couple of times because, man, there's just some adorable moments in that episode. 
Like, you just don't think things are going to happen the way they are, and then they pan out, and you're like, ah, 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 ah. spoiler alert, I'll give you an opportunity to stop listening right now. Are you still okay, listening? They better, they better not be. Okay, because I'm about to spoil something. I'm about to talk about Last episode warning. six. Do it. If you haven't, if you haven't watched episode six, you might want to stop listening for about a minute or two. Ready? Here it comes. In three, two, one. Oh my God! Watching Grogu jump on those rocks was the most adorable freaking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I look when <laughs> I I was all about that. Like I just kept watching that over and over. The way he was doing his little balancing thing, I'm like, this is just the most adorable freaking thing I've ever seen. I loved it. If we're gonna get more of that, it's super cool. Uh, if you're back and I didn't spoil anything for you, I, welcome back. If you were listening and you couldn't change away and I did spoil it for you, I'm sorry. I tried to warn you, but yeah, I'm all in. I'm now looking forward officially to the coming episodes and how this season is going to end. But more importantly, I'm even more excited about the next season of The Mandalorian because of this. Now they're starting to piece some things together. Oh, man, you know what? I feel like... All right, look, if you haven't seen the episode, we're going to talk a little more spoilers, so... Yep, 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 it's spoiler it's... time. <sighs> All right, Not here, even here's 10 another, minutes. There's another <laughs> countdown. I'm sorry, but this is worth talking about because this is super cool. So more spoilers coming in three, two, one. So this Luke Skywalker thing, okay? <laughs> one. Way better than he looked at the end of The Mandalorian. Yes. The thing that's most impressive about this is that, remember we talked about the guy that did the deep fakes on YouTube? Like Mm -hmm. last year or something? Shamook? Yes. Something like that. Yes. I I can't remember his name, but it's, yes, somewhere along those lines. So we talked about how he did this deep fake of Luke Skywalker and how that it looked super good. Lucasfilm hired him, okay? He used the technology that he used to do the deepfake videos on YouTube and applied it to the the Book of Boba Fett episodes. And one, it looks so much better. He does sound a little weird because they're trying to sync everything. And I mean, it is Mark Hamill doing a lot of the talk, but the de-aging technology that they used before is nothing compared to the deepfake technology that they use for this. And it just looks so much better. I was really impressed when I saw Luke Skywalker appear in the book of Boba Fett. I'm really excited about it because that means that we're going to get a lot of, of episodes that are going to bridge the gap between the trilogies a lot more than they ever have in the past. I know it's going to get a little you know, dicey when they start talking about like, well, who do we bring back like this? Are we going to bring back Princess Leia? Are we going to bring back, you know, and, you know, I think that's another conversation that we can have and we could talk about the morality behind that and everything again. But, you know, Mark Hamill is on board. The fact that they use him in this episode is super cool. The fact that he's training Grogu, (laughs) I'm telling you, he's just jumping on those rocks. 
so good. I love it. I'm all in. Your your thoughts on this deep fake thing that they did? We got spoiled. That's all I could think of is we got spoiled in episode six. Just everyone who's in that ep- episode, who we see and what we see, and the fact that we get more Grogu. Man, again, spoiled. Seriously, but um, I love the little moment with him and the frogs. That was adorable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I really like about what they're doing with Grogu is that he emotes so well. Like mm-hmm. whoever's controlling him or however they're doing it, like Grogu emotes so well. In that scene that you're talking about, there's a moment where he looks over when Luke does his thing and his eyes just widen yes. where I found myself doing the exact same thing, like following him. I'm like, oh, I am on this hook, line and sinker right now. <laughs> and then I got my kid like my kids are not big Star Wars fans. Like they like the Clone Wars and they like, you know, Rebels and they like the cartoons. But when it came to watching The Mandalorian and now the Book of Boba Fett, they haven't been really into it. This particular episode uh, they saw with me because I, like I said, I saw it multiple times and now they're like, no, oh, we want to watch it next week to see what happens. I'm like, well, you want to watch it from the beginning? They're like, no, we would just want the ones with Grogu. I was like, okay. Well, there you go. I'm pretty sure that the majority of people that know that this happens are possibly tuning in for that. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that I have a full kind of roundabout story that I hung in there. But yeah, I mean, look, people are coming back for Grogu. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know, <laughs> you you brought up uh, Luke and Mark Hamill and his voice and everything. And that's not actually him reprising his role. Well, it's kind of it's all digital. His voice is a computer voice. Oh, it's a full computer. Yeah. Voice? No way. It's, so I looked into it because like this sounds just slightly off. And I was trying to figure out what it was. And there's a couple different articles, one from Collider, one from Gizmodo. Um, and basically they they talk about how. The voice is, um, they use an application called Respeecher, um, and it's just basically they feed all of the audio they can into it and then tell it what to say. So they say, you know, they they had old um, ADR uh, tapes from Mark Hamill plus like a, uh, a uh, book on tape he recorded and some other stuff that they all just fed into this program and they um, were able to get his vocal performance from this program it's all completely synthetic it's not him at all that is super cool scary but super cool yeah it's bizarre and it's you know it's that uncanny valley thing but you know you guys brought it up that he just looks so much better in this episode and even though you know i don't think it's a hundred percent there his face isn't like as expressive as you might think somebody's actual face is it's mm-hmm. still like the texture and the the lighting and the shading and everything looks so much better even if it looks like he's got like botox or something where he can't move his face <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny because throughout the the episodes that i was watching there were a couple of times where i remember thinking to myself oh that's horrible green screen like oh that just doesn't look good in the background like, you could totally tell that it's screen screened. And yet, everything that they did with Luke Skywalker, I was like, this is the best thing they've done so far. <laughs> it's all perfect. No, I don't <laughs> think it was perfect. 
but I do think that they did a fantastic job with it. And like I said, it was way better than than the uh, original version of Luke that we saw at the end of The Mandalorian. He's definitely more fluid. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm sorry if you haven't watched the episode, if you're tuning in. Um, I, what I will do is when I record the intro to the episode, by then I will have edited the episode and I'll know exactly the time code as to when we talked about it. So I'll give you a heads up in the intro. Uh, these are more, more notes for me that I'm verbalizing. Say, so because you're hearing by then, this after you heard the yes, intro. Yeah, you're hearing That's this after okay. you heard the intro. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, these are, like I said, these are more instructions for me than for anybody else. Uh, but hopefully you were able to catch that in the intro and you were able to avoid this if you haven't seen episode five and six of The Mandalorian. And if you did, I I just couldn't help it. I, I was that guy today. I was just so excited to watch these episodes. He's lifting up the frogs. And I know, it's just so good. He's trying to eat so it. Good. And then Mando's <clears throat> there. And then it's sad. And then, you know what? Did you notice that uh, Boba Fett is in that episode for like four seconds and he doesn't say a word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're like, okay, here's here's all the mobsters, and then Fennec Shang Shan talks, and then he just stands there like, mm, I'm Boba Fett, but he doesn't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I've actually, now that I've actually seen the episodes, I have to tell you that your impression of Boba Fett is like spot on. We're like, I am Boba Fett. That's like, just you like I nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. It's it's more it's more of a it's not a good vocal representation, but it's like a feeling. It's a it's you know I'm in the 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 ballpark of his speech, but not the vo- yeah. Anyway, that's that's all he does. Um, before we move on, Larry, your thoughts. I know you were super psyched about it before, and you were the biggest cheerleader for me to continue. Uh, how how are you now? Are you fully caught up or? T- did I actually Episode spoil it for you? Episode three was where I left off. I kept to my promise <laughs> of saying He's I'll He's going to binge it, remember? Yeah, He's going to want yeah. it. But I'm okay with that because how could you not expect those things were going to happen? So, I mean, I, I hope the spoiler's out there for the rest of everyone else. That, that's good. That would be good. But well, for me, I feel bad. No, no. No, but for me as a Star Wars fan, you know, being a part of it every episode, like I said, we were talking about, it's like – I know, like, that, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I know, like, I think I was, I would have been, like, a little bit more different feeling about, like, the end of Mandalorian when you do see Luke Skywalker. You kind of feel like it's a book. Something's got to connect here. That's, they're trying to do the Marvel thing. So I'm happy to know that that's happening. And that's super cool to know that they're using that technology for me. That's really awesome because when we watched it all together here during the podcast once, that was, that was flawless work. I think, uh, just to comment, though, I like hearing the conversation about, yeah, the Mandalorian's acting, or excuse me, sorry, Boba Fett's acting is not what you would want out of, like, something this much of a drama series towards, like, any of the Star Wars characters, really. But I, I just a quick analyzation for you guys is to go around. What if he just wore the helmet the whole time? Like, that's my main thing. I think I'm so used to him being in the helmet and that voice that you're talking about, Andrew. It's like they manipulate that voice. And I think he (laughs) kept that voice. But it's not the robot slash droid talk that's under the helmet. What would you feel like if he just wore the helmet like the Mandalorian did a majority of that show the whole time? He never took it off. He just kept it on. 
would you feel different? Because then you wouldn't see facial expressions. And I think you would kind of, what do you think? No, that's a good question. It's definitely a good question because that armor is just, it's strong. You know, it, it comes with his legacy with who he is. I think I may have had a different, I would see him in a different light, I would say. For sure. Like he wouldn't, well, for sure he wouldn't be recovering in all the episodes. Good point. They could have done like when he comes out of that chamber, you just see him put on the mask or something. You yeah. would never see his like real face again, mm. but you saw it technically in the last series of Mandalorian. But it would be, I think we would all, I at least, for me, that's why I bring it up. I would think I see him as the older Boba Fett that always had his mask on and he talked and it was that same voice kind of like the Mandalorian has that, yeah. you know, bounty hunter talk. I just think it'd be different. Interesting yeah. though. Well, and it, I mean, if I'm remembering this correctly now, I don't have all my Star Wars facts up to date, but he he played Jango Fett in the in the prequels, right? That that was his whole thing. He was Jango. Yes, Jango. And Fett. so this is like really besides like a voice role, this is his first Boba. I mean, The Mandalorian too. This is his first time as Boba Fett proper because True. the prequels were all Jango Fett, which could be a it's you know. Jango Fett's a different character in theory than Boba Fett because, you know, they've lived different lives even though they're all a clone of Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's it's interesting. I mean, I see why they did it, but it's also like he has a different experience acting as Jango Fett than the original actor of Boba Fett. And even though that was such a small role... He you he might be bringing a lot of that Jango Fett stuff into his Boba Fett, Robert Fettuccini <laughs> performance. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's interesting that you say that. I don't know. There, I have really mixed feelings about like even when they did it on the Mandalorian, where when he revealed himself to Grogu. Like for me. Like, I understand it was a really touching moment, but at the same time, I was like, you just, you, you're you not a Mandalorian now. And and it comes up again in this series, right? And yep. so for me, I, I was like, wait a second. I thought the whole thing was like, if you're, you know, if you're by the book, like you say you are, you know, you never do this. And he, he basically... Like in the Mandalorian, they were talking about how, oh, no, you don't do this. You don't do that. And when he met other Mandalorians that were taking off his helmet, he's like, what the heck are you guys doing? You guys are breaking Creed all of a sudden. He's like tripping out. He's losing it because he's never seen that before. So I kind of have mixed feelings about it because in this series, like it's the complete reverse. Like all we see is his freaking face. And we just get clips True. of him in the, you know, helmet. He, like, walks in. Sorry, but he, like, he'll, like, okay, I'm walking down the street. And, okay, here's somebody. Let me take my helmet off. Like, off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's what I'm saying exactly, Andrew. You nailed it. Instead like, of, I like, like, I'm I'm looking intimidating with my helmet on. No, I want to talk to this guy. Helmet off. I think they would have been all right. I don't know. I, that's just me watching those episodes where I was at. So, I, I don't know. I, I understand they had to tell the backstory definitely had to tell that without a helmet on like that's kind of him being in imprisonment right but once that was over or, or well once you don't get those clips i should say those flashbacks i think he would have been really it would have spoke differently if he just left the helmet on and 
had that voice, I, I really think people would be looking at this different. I would. I yeah. just, my opinion, I'd be looking like, yeah, he's cool again. He's cool. He's got the whole, you know, that whole voice down everything. I don't know. It's it's a difference. It's just a different. But then would people think it's just a ripoff of The Mandalorian? Because there you like, go. Well, you know, that's what they did in The Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, the really sad thing about him removing his helmet all the time is that uh, this might sound weird, but to me, he's no better than Cobb Vanth now. You know, Cobb Vanth was Timothy Oliphant's character, like the sheriff, and he stole the armor, and so people knew him without a without a helmet. And when when Din Djarin met him, he took his helmet off as well. He's like, "Where'd you get that? You know, right. that, that armor from?" Armor. So to me, Boba Fett is kind of like Cobb Vanth. Like he's not, he's more of a sheriff than he is. A Mandalorian. He's just a Bob. He's just a Jabba the Hutt. I think that's what we're getting to. You know, we're getting like... to Boba the Fett, right? Boba Fett. Excuse me, Boba <laughs> Fett. Boba the Fett. I like Boba, Boba the Fett. Fett. Yeah. Robert Boba the, the Fett. Fettuccini. Robert the Fettuccini. But yeah, well, well, he's got I mean, the throne the now. Fett. Why not? Former artist. Former artist known as Boba Fett. Boba <laughs> the Fett. <laughs> artist formerly Boba known. Pull the Kanye. <laughs> uh, he's just gonna go as Et from now on. well this talk went way longer than i would have wanted to i'm so sorry because i spoiled so much and i feel so bad larry i forgot that you had left off and hadn't seen it so uh i it's only for the listeners i I owe you (laughs) i owe you a churro or something for this because i feel like a jerk so no it's only the listeners if they could get past the spoilers at some point that's like you said that's all i care about for me it's I I'm, I get excited for stories like that. I do. All right. Well, I'll still owe you a churro. How about that? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on because there was quite a few things that we wanted to talk about in this episode. Um, I hope I do remember to include the time code at the beginning in the intro. So I'm saying it again just so I don't forget because this is where we stopped officially talking about it. <laughs> but I know we wanted to talk about some new toys that we're going to be getting soon. Uh, Encanto is coming out on Blu-ray this week. So if you guys are interested what? in getting Encanto on Blu-ray, I know it's on Disney Plus, but you know Disney Plus can pull it whenever they want to. I'm not sure they would because it's not like a film that they would want to go stream anywhere else. It's super popular. They want to keep it on the service, but they can, you know, they pull things at random and they're gone for months or a year or whatever. So if you don't want to lose it, the best way to not do that is to own it. So if you're interested, it's coming out on Blu-ray this week. Uh, We didn't talk about it last week, but uh, we don't talk about Bruno officially hit number one on the billboard charts, taking over everything officially, surpassing a whole new world as number one uh that's that's a huge milestone for disney that is that's insane the fact that we have a song that just surpassed let it go finally (laughs) yeah well i mean look it's it's such a it's so funny because i you know we're always talking about what attractions we would want to see in the parks and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and uh, the argument is always like, why do we have so many IPs in the park? But at the same time, all I'm hearing is, why don't we have Encanto in the park? It's like, okay, right. well, make up your mind. <laughs> like, do you not want IPs in the park or do you want IPs in the park? You can't have it both ways. Which one do you want? <laughs> but I want it both ways. <laughs> 
Saber King messed up the world. <laughs> I'll have it my way. My way. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations to everyone involved with the making of Encanto. Congratulations to Lin Manuel Miranda and uh, everyone, just because it's fantastic film, fantastic music, and yeah. Yeah, I. It's a long-standing record for a whole new world to be overtaken. And hey, every record is made to be broken. Look what happened with Avatar, and then Endgame, and then Avatar again. Uh, but you know, Spider-Man is hot on the heels of that one. So hopefully, we'll see if Spider-Man can overtake uh, Avatar and Endgame at some point. So keep an eye out for that. And it's pretty crazy that, you know, uh, uh, blah, 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 not Endgame. It's pretty crazy that um, uh, we don't talk about Bruno's number one when we're, nobody's supposed to be talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. Right. Nobody's talking about Bruno That's the at best all. part. And it's number <laughs> That's one. so ironic. How is word of mouth? There's no word of mouth. Everybody's just hearing this individually because nobody's talking about it. It's what happened when Elvis <laughs> took over music. You're not supposed to watch the guy juke and jive with those hips. Now you're not supposed to talk about Bruno. You're not talking all, about it. All the kids. They tell you not to about talk it. about it. But what do they do? Make a hit song, say the yeah. opposite. Just like we always say, say the opposite, say and the Disney opposite. will do. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Now the next song's like, we don't, we're not gonna go to number one. That's gonna be like the the song <laughs> in the next film. Like, oh don't man! Don't get this to number one. Bum. I don't know what that was. That's a good song. Well, we know the secret. So now, anytime that we want something, you know, we know the formula. So we'll keep uh-huh. doing that. Put it in the atmosphere. Yeah. There you go, <laughs> listeners. There you go. Speaking of Spider-Man, since I mentioned him just a bit ago, I uh, finally had the opportunity to check out Avengers Campus this weekend. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. We weren't there for Rope Drop. We showed up pretty late, but we wanted to make sure that we showed up on time to be able to park hop over to Disneyland. And, you know, I've, I've said a couple things about Genie Plus. And remember I said that I would try it, like we would get it, we would try it once, see how it worked out, and then probably never use it again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I... I might have to take that back. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Um, so first of all, let me talk about Avengers Campus, and let me, and, and then I'll get into the Genie Plus thing. So when we got there, uh, the first thing we went to was Avengers Campus because pretty much everything we've done, uh, I did want to watch the, the parade with Mulan and Mushu and everything. So I, I was able to go and watch that. I recorded some footage that you know we'll, we'll post. But first of all, my first impression of Avengers Campus was uh, the entrance and everything is a lot smaller than I anticipated. The photographs and everything that people have been posting make it look way larger than it actually is. Mm-hmm. The Spider-Man stunt show, much smaller area than I anticipated it being in. <laughs> and the show itself is way shorter I never actually watched the entire show because I wanted to watch it in person before I watched it all on video. So I kept seeing him swing and everything. I was like, oh, that's a cool clip people are posting. I can't wait till I watch the whole show. That is is the whole show. I It's so short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was expecting a much longer thing. That wasn't the case. Either way, still super cool. Uh, plus they have the meet and greet after, which I thought was a nice little touch that you can have. 
We didn't get a chance to eat anything at Pim Test Kitchen. The shawarma line was crazy long. Uh, my wife really wanted to buy me the Infinity Gauntlet with, that holds the drink that you have, Larry, <laughs> because they had it. And she's like, hey, do you want this? I was like, I do, but I don't want to carry it. You know, let's just get it later. We'll come back for it. Our plan was to go back to Disneyland and then come back and get that, check out Avengers Campus at night, and then head home. Uh, so uh, we did get an opportunity to walk around. We saw the Sanctum Sanctorum area. The Eternals were there. We didn't get a chance to see Doctor Strange. We saw the Dora Milaje do their show. We saw some of the other characters walking around at the top of Avengers HQ. I think we saw Black Panther. Uh, I saw my new best friend, uh, Carol. Uh, we also <laughs> saw Sean. And that's it. Those were the only characters that were walking around that day. Um, by the time that you get to the end of that, it just it literally hops right into Guardians of the Galaxy. So if you've never had an opportunity to visit prior to this then you know it it just looks seamless to you but for anybody that ever had an opportunity to go to bugs land it's almost unrecognizable the way that they set this entire land up if you know landmarks like where the bathrooms were and stuff like that there's so, like certain buildings where you kind of knew like oh there's flicks flyers and oh there's heimlich's choo-choo like there's certain things there that kind of tell you what took over what but, man, in general, they did a really great job with this area. Like, with what they had available to them, Imagineering. Mwah. Awesome. I love what they did with it. Um, I wanted to hear what you had to say about the score, Andrew, because I, I love the Avengers scores. I love the music to the movies. They make me feel all hyped and stuff and walking in. I'm like, do, 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 da, da. Uh, I was okay with them having the same score throughout the entire land, but I know you you had some reservations about that. Yeah, I mean it's just a small complaint. I complain. That's what I do. But um, <laughs> it's you know it just seems that w once you get in the land, you know, okay, have the score there, you know, at the entry right there at the big arc reactor in the floor. Okay, whatever. But then once you get, you know down to where web is and stuff like that you'd think we would be having more like web would have its own like little bit of thing because there's just a bunch of kids in there and they're doing whatever and then you know maybe over by the avengers uh headquarters you'd have something else or more like radio sounds or something 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 but i don't know i just it gets drowned out most of the time so you don't notice it but it just does it seems like we're hearing the same like eight minutes of score over and over and over again. And it's probably not that, but that's just, it's not really like a huge deal, but you know, I'm also, I like the different music and, and stuff like that. I think it'd be a little more fun, but it's, you know, it's whatever it's, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like Avengers take themselves too seriously or people take the Avengers like franchise too seriously. <laughs> we do. We totally it's do. Too, too seriously. <laughs> Have a little fun with it. It's comic books for for crying out loud. Larry, how did you feel about the music and the land? I know you've been there a couple times since it opened. Yeah, I I can't resist from slow walking. You could ask my wife every time I do it. I slow, I pretend in my mind, but in my head, I like picture like like a Homer Simpson moment where you're like, but in my mind, it looks different. It looks like you know, I don't know. 
just like Captain America rolling up. Steve Rogers, you know, was like by my side, and we were about to go smash on something. I don't know it on, on a churro or something like that, right? But like Andrew said, make comedy out of it. Um, I love it. I, I think it really. I think at night, I'll admit that's I'm a little biased because at night it's a little bit the lights shine on the buildings a little differently, and the Avengers logos there. But during the day. I still feel it. It just it's that the music really kicks in for me because it's like I used to do the run Disney events and they used to have the Avengers half marathon weekend and they'd always play that music blaring. And it's like, yeah, you're not taking yourself serious, but it's like inspirational in that same way to me still to this day. So when I hear it, it resonates not only with the movies, but with that time when I was doing these half marathons. So I, that's kind of my own bias opinion, though, on that. Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, because back in the day when I used to do a lot of walking and, and stuff like that, believe it or not, yes, I did work out at one point. Uh, one of the things that I listened to were the, the themes to the Avengers. Like a lot, a lot of the scores, like the songs were a part of my playlist. And as an, also as a wrestling fan, there were some wrestling themes on there that also got me all psyched up and like would get me in the mood to go walking or, you know, whatever I was doing that day. So I understand what you're talking about because I totally feel that. Mel, how did you feel about that part of it? I know you've been uh, there a few times as well. I'm a sucker for music and scores, so yeah, I'm. I have no problem. I get, I'm sorry, Andrew. No, <laughs> I, I'm like, like a sucker like, that just no. This to is it. just my opinion. I'm not saying anybody's wrong, anybody's right. It just seems to me. That, okay, we're going for this, like, realism thing. Like, Galaxy's Edge, okay, there's no music. Except when you go in the cantina or in the bathroom or whatever. All you hear is, like, you know, uh, droid sounds and ship sounds and animal sounds. But then you get to the Avengers Campus. Okay, here we are at Avengers Campus. And, you know, this is where all the Avengers hang out and all this stuff. What do they play at Avengers Campus for all the Avengers to listen to? The theme to the movie that they're in. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because that's what they love to hear is the theme to the movie that they know that they're in. Because they're all dead. They're like Deadpool. I mean, it's fine. It's (laughs) like it's not a big deal. I just I don't know. That's. I got a, you know. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. No, you know, I understand what you're talking about. I can't. Like Iron Man in there. Bam, 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 come on, it's fun. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be a part of it. <laughs> but uh, I do understand what you're talking about. But I think that is a product of how we've been conditioned by Disney in general to go from section to section in the parks and have different music to go with the themes. And so when you think about the themes uh, on Avengers Campus, they are trying to fit a lot into one tiny section. So um, I forgot what the actual term is. Maybe you remember what it is, Andrew. But there is a a term for the crossover that happens, especially like with parades, like when one speaker set picks up the next soundtrack or the next part of the soundtrack, like on a parade, so that it, it feels seamless. They can't pull that off as well in Avengers Campus because the area is so small. You would hear music from everything just kind of bombarding you from every angle. So I understand why they're playing the same soundtrack. Now, there are times where in certain areas you will hear something slightly different. So if you're standing, let's say, in front of the shawarma, you can hear 
you know, over to one side, the standard theme that they're playing over towards uh, like Webb, uh, over where the stunt show is. But then on the opposite side near Avengers HQ, like when the Dora Milaje come out, they're playing a slightly different version of the theme that's much more, you know, Black Panthery than it is like standard Avengers. So there there is certain times where i recall that the music changed and it didn't change in the entire land it just changed in that section and i i've seen clips of the same thing happen with like uh in the sanctorum in the sanctum sanctorum when like doctor strange appears and stuff like that so but but it isn't like huge it's only like little clips of music that it happens but i get what you're saying disney has conditioned us so well to expect new music to go with the themes that I can understand why you would want to hear something different with every section that you're visiting. I just want to hear not the same theme for a, you know, but you know, it's like I said, it's fine. It's like the smallest complaint in the world. Like it's not a big <laughs> deal, but you know, I just, you know, it's good to, to, to talk about. It's, it's whatever. I'll just, I can just imagine I'm hearing, you know, uh, uh, spirit in the sky i don't know i'm trying to think of other rock tunes that are in <laughs> marvel movies Just oh there's tons i mean i yeah, think if we a could billion get, of them i think we should get a lot of the music that we heard in um in homecoming because or I- even into the spider-verse i know it's not officially like officially marvel but man the soundtracks to the spider-man movies have been so good like uh, they got some really good music on there but uh, so moving on, since we're talking about Spider-Man, uh, I we did ride uh, Web Slingers. Nice. Uh, so that was actually one of the attractions that we decided to purchase Genie Plus for. You mm-hmm. are only able to purchase two Genie Plus attractions per day. So uh, we were trying to make sure that we got a couple of things that we hadn't done before. We took our kids with us this time, so they were back in the park for the first time in almost two years. So for sure, we wanted to see Avengers Campus with them. We wanted to do Web Slingers, and we wanted to do Rise of the Resistance. So we figured, okay, let's pay for this one. Let's kind of gauge where Rise is later. Uh, We paid, I think, $12 per person for Web Slingers. So you would be the first out of the podcasters that did the standalone Lightning Lane Gina genie plus option. yeah we I did think any of us have done that yeah yet. we did lightning lane for both of these and it was okay. 12 dollars per person and it, it broke down a couple of times so we it was within the hour if it breaks down and you purchase lightning lane they do give you the opportunity to come back at another time they give you a ticket or they reset your genie plus so you don't lose oh. it um okay. so that's good right you you weren't going to lose that part and there's a couple of other options or another option that they give you, which I'll talk about momentarily. But we we got on Web Slingers uh, pretty much after our time uh, started. It was about 10 minutes after like the, the start of our hour. Uh, it had broken down, but we waited like five minutes for them to get it uh, back up and running. And the ride is awesome. We had a lot of fun. I thought it was totally just going to be leg day because we haven't walked that much. But, dude, apparently I got arms in that day as well. (laughs) Because my shoulders, my wrists, and my arms were just burning at the end. I was huffing and puffing because apparently I have not web-slinged in, like, years. (laughs) But it was so fun. 
I mean, it was a, a great attraction. I considered buying one of the little shooting toys that they have, mm-hmm. but I didn't really feel like it was going to enhance the attraction all that much. It does a really good job at tracking your motions. Considering that there's four people in the attraction, I think it does an amazing job. So super yeah. fun. Totally recommend it. Uh, so the comments that I have about G- uh, G- uh, Genie Plus is this. I know I said before that I probably wouldn't buy it after this one time that we tried it. However, over the course of the pandemic, my tolerance level for being in a line has decreased significantly. (laughs) And whether that's just the case of I want to minimize that time, I want to make sure that I feel safe, or just in general, I just want to get in and out as quickly as possible. That, I think, is what Disney is banking on. They're not banking on the fact that, you know, you're a family on vacation. They're banking on people being tired of standing in line or not wanting to be around other people. I could be wrong, but that's the exact feeling I got. However, the limit of two attractions is possibly the worst thing that they could have done. Because if you're willing to pay and it was maybe a little bit less expensive, I would have done Lightning Link for like everything because I would have just been in and out. Now, I understand that if you pay $3,000 and you get a tour guide, you get front-of-the-line access, and you can do that. But not everybody's going to pay $3,000 to have a tour guide. However, if I could do Lightning Lane for three or four attractions, heck yeah. Add Afterpay or something to the Disney app and let me pay in four easy payments at the end. Heck yeah. (laughs) I'm all for it. But... I will tell you that I actually enjoyed having the ability to do lightning lane and just getting in and out as quickly as possible. So I could be wrong, but that's how I felt. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So after Web Slingers, we decided to park hop. We went over to Disneyland and my wife got us Rise of the Resistance lightning lane. That one, more expensive, $20 per person. And as far as I've been able to kind of ask around, it's never less than $20 per person. The other attractions will range. I think Radiator Springs Racers was like $7. Web Slingers, $12 usually. But Rise, always 20 regardless of the time, regardless of the day, regardless of the crowd level. Always 20 We decided to get it. We didn't want to stand in line. It said it was like 120 minutes or whatever. And I thought, okay, I, I'm, I can't do that. So decided to buy it. The ride broke down (laughs) a few times. Uh, It played with our emotions over and over and over. We kept getting alerts. It's back up. Uh, It's down. It's back up. It's down. It's back up. It's down. By By the time we finally got into the line, because our hour had started, like we were ready to finally redeem Lightning Lane for it. We got in line and we probably took about 15 steps. And remember, Larry, when you did Genie the last time I said, what did it match what it said or was it longer or shorter? I decided to throw on uh, a timer as well or a stopwatch. So I figured, okay, let's see how long it's going to take us. Because it's not like on, on Rise of the Resistance, because it's such a long queue, it isn't immediate. Like you don't just jump on. There's still a bit of a queue that you have to walk through and... You know, I figured I want to see how much this actually cuts down. So I, you know, started it up. We're walking through and we take like 15, 20 steps and they stop us. They don't say anything. 
we're just waiting and we're wondering like wait a second did it go down again or like are they queuing up other people like are we all just going to go in in a big group maybe they were keeping us outside because they were waiting to bring everyone in at once to minimize the amount of people that are indoors together i don't know i mean just safety precautions right there's still kind of some restrictions in place the ride broke down again (laughs) so now we're thinking like okay well should we wait should we go and they said look if you guys want to come back we'll give you a return ticket but our plan was to ride rise of the resistance and either go back to california adventure to see avengers campus at night or to call it a day i was i was almost ready to just say let's go let me rephrase that i was ready to go because one (laughs) i hadn't walked that much in so long that I was done. I was like, I, mm. I can't do this. Like I had pains happening in me that I wouldn't wish upon anybody. And so I was like, <laughs> I'm done. I just need to go home. I need to sit down. I need to lay down. I need to do something. We figured, okay, let's ride this, you know, and then we'll go home. They told us that they could give us a return ticket. And they said, well, in the meantime, why don't you go ride Winnie the Pooh or Haunted Mansion or something like that? And then if it's back up, you can get on. And if it's not, then, you know, we'll give you a return pass. I was like, well, we were ready to go home. They said, well, we'll give you a refund. So if you ever run into a situation where you purchase Lightning Lane and you are unable to ride the attraction or you decide you just don't want to do it, as long as you haven't redeemed them, you can get a refund. So that's good. We weren't going to lose our money, which is great. Uh, Ultimately, we didn't ride it. We did get a refund for Lightning Lane for Rise of the Resistance. So that is now uh, on the list of things that we want to do when we go back to the park again. But uh, overall, aside from walking so much and and being in slight pain, like you said, Mel, the Disney hangover is definitely mm-hmm. real. And my hangover oh, yeah. started just a few hours from all the walking. Uh, I'm definitely not used to walking <laughs> that much anymore. Um <laughs> uh, I mean, it was fun. It was, I I think if, if you're still battling with, is it safe to go? You know, there's a lot of arguments that say yes. You know, if you're vaccinated, if you're boosted, if you are uh, healthy enough to, you know, walk around without a mask, there are plenty of people that are doing that. There are also a lot of people that are still wearing masks. And if being in a line with other people without a mask freaks you out, then I would say wait. Because I would say about 80% of the people that we saw that day were not wearing a mask. Or they had one hanging below their chin. There were a lot of people bending the rules where as soon as they got on the attraction, they would lower it down or they would take it off. In many cases, the attractions were getting stopped. I will say that. The cast members that were catching uh, people doing that were just stopping the attraction and telling people, put your mask back on. So that was really good to see. Um, But again, if if you're in a state of I'm trying to be as careful as possible, there are a lot of people walking around without a mask. And I will admit it, it, it even freaked me out because I've been trying to be so careful, trying to stay healthy, doing my best not to get sick again that it, it it got in my head for a little bit 
you know it took me a little bit to kind of realize like okay let's just move on let's just try to get through the day and you know i guess i i mean i i feel okay today i did wear two masks so i'm hoping that that did the trick but i guess we really won't know because of how the virus works and how many days it takes to show up in your system and all that stuff so i'll tell you guys next week how i feel i guess <laughs> um but yeah overall super fun uh writing web slingers was definitely the highlight uh yeah lightning lane i i, I like i said I know I was against it, but, oh, man, I – damn it, Disney. Hook, line, and sinker on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it worked out for you. I mean, things like that happen where we may think it's going to be one way and it turns out to be another. And I guess beneficial in this, you know, in this situation. So I'm just glad it worked out. Yeah, and look, if I'm wrong about something, I'll admit it, you know, and I, I sure. feel like I was wrong about this one. And like I said, we'll I, will I buy it again? Yeah, it's very likely because I saw some of the lines for some of the attractions and I, I just don't want to do the lines. I'm good with standing in line as little as I can going forward. So add it to the other attractions, make it a little bit less expensive, add some afterpay or something. We're good, Disney. Add it to the right. Disney app. <laughs> just like, where do I put my, my routing number, my account? Yeah, we're just good, what... <laughs> That's where Disney's missing an opportunity. That's what they have to do. <laughs> right. It's like, do you want Lightning Link for all these attractions? Four easy payments. Ooh. Oh, boy. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a second now. <laughs> oh, boy. What did we do? <laughs> And then the, uh, we, when we hopped over to Disneyland, I did get an opportunity to see Dave's window. So I was pretty happy. I had a chance to go over to where Carnation Cafe is, right above the shop that's there. And it was nice to see uh, Dave Smith's window. Uh, I was hoping that it wouldn't be covered up because I know that there was a lot of construction uh, going on in that area. So I was happy that I had an opportunity to see it. Next day was Villains Day. I did not go for yeah. Villains Day, but Mel, I know that you were there. My wife uh, hung out with Mel that day. How was Villains Day? A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, we didn't get there until like after 11. Um, I need sleep. <laughs> I I mean, oh, unless yeah. it's like a full day, then I'll do rope drop. But nah, nah, nah. I'm getting sleep. You can sleep when you're dead. Come on. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it was warm. Why, I don't know. I do not know because usually it's chilly. Um, most of the Villains Day, it's in February, the first one. And yeah, um, someone just decided, hey, let's uh, take off the dome and let's make it go like 80 degrees. Which stunk because um, I... <laughs> I had a coat. I was dressed as Harold as a Yeti. So, of course, think furry, obnoxiously furry, and a long sleeve. <laughs> I, yeah, it was like one of those outfits where it's like, you have to plan in advance. And I took my chances. I go big, go home. I, I still went big. Did not let it stop me <laughs> at all. But um, it was actually really nice to see, and I didn't see everybody until the picture. It was really cool to see everybody walking in, you know, with their costumes and whatnot. Excuse me, Disney hangover, not costume, 
bound. Bound. <laughs> I'm still tired, so yeah, yeah bound. You. you can call Give him a costume as long as you're not there. <laughs> Give Correct. Give yourself credit. That takes work. Right. Um. Yeah, it was really cool, and um, it was really exciting to go dressed up and just be silly, look silly, get stares. That's the best part. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I I missed actually a, a lot of friends that were there. I didn't get to see everybody, which was like bumming me out. I missed a few friends, but um, they had a scavenger hunt. And that went on for a few hours. Um, I should say I wasn't there all day. I think I left like before four. I had some things to do. So I had a couple of hours to just play in the park and just have fun. And um, I was actually surprised at the turnout for this event because the last one that happened was actually before Disneyland uh, closed. And that was in February. Right. Yeah. So... Um, the way that they planned this out, they were smart. So, you know when the calendar opens up for another month? So, yes. they posted to, like, say, hey, make your reservations right now because it's open. We want to have this day. Come hang out with us. And as I, you know, you could see in the picture, it looks like there's about 300 of us, maybe? I mean, we took, I again, I didn't see everybody until that picture came out. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> villas were literally hiding and they just came out to say cheese. <laughs> was Bruno there? No, Trick there question, wasn't Bruno's a Bruno. A villain. <laughs> I know, but still. <laughs> no, who did I, what did I see? I saw a lot of Lokis. There was a okay. lot of Lokis. Typical, of course, Maleficence. I mean, really cool stuff. Is it true yeah. there was a Waluigi? Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Waluigi! It was, we were like, hey, you know what? Wait. It's like, wrong it's part, dude, but okay, cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> we forgive you. <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool. And I didn't really get to do much. Uh, we just walked around, took pictures. Um, just enjoyed ourselves. I did finally get to go on Jungle Cruise and see like the additions and everything. Oh yay! How was that? It's it's cool. I love it. I love everything that they've added, even with the SEA, like in the uh, queue itself to the like the attraction, and then all the extra like animals that they've added. It's the little the little monkeys they like captured my heart i'm like oh they're so cute <laughs> where can i buy one <laughs> but yeah surprisingly it was only a 30 minute wait and i'm yeah. like yeah that was not bad yeah so um i didn't think it was that crowded maybe because we were just at the hub the whole time but it didn't seem that busy um but I didn't have plans to like really go on anything. I was just happy to be there. Yeah. And just soak it up and whatnot. So other than that, I just wish it was cooler. Yeah. I have to give you props because one, like first of all, your Disney bounds for these things are always awesome. 
Oh, thanks. But when I saw that you were wearing that fur coat, I started sweating just <laughs> looking at you because <laughs> I I mean that is commitment. Yeah. I mean, I've worn yeah. like when we've gone out for like Dapper Day and I have like a vest on and a tie on, like I like the first like bit of sweat I'm like I got to take this off. I can't do it. <laughs> But I mean, you're like trust. full like fur coat and all. I was like, I I can't. I had to like move away from your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, see, that's the thing. That was just for Instagram. I had it over my shoulder. I was like, I wasn't gonna wear okay. that all day. That's good. Oh no 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 no. That's good. No. Yeah. And then the scavenger hunt. They're like, oh, if you go here, you'll make it in time. I'm like, I'm not running in this. <laughs> I don't no. blame you. <laughs> I don't like running anywhere. I was like, you know what? If I make park it, for the scavenger hunt, it's fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny because on Saturday when we went, uh, I we kind of had the same feeling. Like like I said, I, we knew that we there was at least a couple of things that we wanted to do to get out of the way because we haven't been mm-hmm. there in so long. There are new things that you know we hadn't experienced, especially the kids hadn't experienced. But I think in general. Just being there and having an opportunity to sit down and just kind of see everything and just be there, you know, was nice. You know, I think that's I think that was the redeeming quality of, you know, being there. And if you're sitting down, you know, you can do your best to stay away from people if that's, you know, if all you want is just like an afternoon or something. And if you have one of the magic keys, you make your reservation during the week is always going to be less crowded than on a weekend. So if if you have a lot of concerns about the crowd levels, try to do like a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Like Tuesdays and Wednesdays tend to be the least crowded days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think having an opportunity to just be there. Like I think we were there for a total of about five or six hours. We weren't there okay. the whole time. Like we showed up right before one. And the only reason we were really pushing one o'clock to get there was because we wanted to make sure that we checked into DCA so that we could still park hop to Disneyland. Otherwise, right. we were only going to be stuck at DCA for the rest of the a- afternoon, which would have been fine, right? There's enough stuff to do at California Adventure, and we would have seen Avengers Campus in the evening and all that stuff, so it would have been fine. But uh, we did want to try to do Rise of the Resistance, so we wanted to make sure we got there by one, but... Uh, overall, I get what you're saying. Just being there, sitting down, soaking everything in, listening to everything was nice. Um, ah, it was a good weekend. It's a good weekend yeah. overall. I'm glad you had an opportunity to go to Villains Day. When I saw the amount of people that showed up, it it does remind you of those times where they have these special days, and you know, it's weird because things feel like they're getting back to normal, but they're not fully normal. There's still like inklings right. of stuff going on, and so. The only thing you can do is be cautious, you know, take Mm -hmm. care of yourself, you know, especially if you're in a position where you need to take care of yourself. And if you get to the point where you're just too worried about it, then do what I did. Just hold off on going. I held off as long as I could just to make sure that I was safe and was okay with going health wise. And so we had an opportunity to go. And I could tell you if you go during the week going to be a little less crowded it might be a little bit more enjoyable for you but glad i finally got a chance to see avengers campus now i have to go back and see it at night yeah you do so that's the next one you know what was your two i didn't take all my gear with me either i took oh wow (laughs) yeah i took my phone and a gimbal 
And I told myself I was because I knew what the plan was. Like I knew where we were going to hit. And I thought, yes, I know that I'm going to get a lot of really great photos. But at the same time, like I feel that I owe it to myself to experience this without the need to be like, photo this, photo that, photo this, photo this, photo that, photo this, photo that, photo this. And I'm glad that I didn't take it with me. I did get some video because we had enough like buffer time in between things that I was able to stand there and shoot up, you know, a couple of video clips and everything. But one, I was much happier not carrying 50 pounds of gear. And two, <laughs> uh, I just got a chance to enjoy myself so much more. And I, you know, watched the kids enjoy themselves so much more. So next time, however, oh yeah, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> next time I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking my camera and everything with me. And this is happening next time. So, there you go. Uh, well, I, I think that's a good time to wrap up the episode. I think it was a good weekend. I don't think so. No? I don't think so. <laughs> Remember those great people, group of listeners that we have called the FGP squad? Remember those guys? Wow, Andrew, you should tell me more. Yeah, well, the FGP squad is what they call themselves, but it stands for the Podcateers Fairy Godparents. They uh, help us out with a little monthly contribution on Patreon. Uh, if you do, you get some stuff in return, like uh, extra content, uh, discount codes. Uh, Hazen will just send you stuff in the mail. Um, uh, you get a special channel on the Discord server, and... Um, yeah, there's other stuff too. I don't have this memorized. This is the first time I'm doing this off the dome. You're doing great, um, dude. You but, are doing great. But you know what? If you want to find out more about the FGP squad, you can go to podcasters.com slash FGP and you can find out more information there. Or you can uh, message us on Instagram or Discord or call Hazen on a cell phone if you have his phone number, all kinds of stuff like that. And he'll tell you more about it. Nailed it, dude. Fantastic job. <laughs> So, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate your support. So thank you very much. Uh, all right. Anything else before we wrap up today's episode? Uh, if you want to buy toys, uh, I don't know if they're going to be sold out by this time, but I'm buying some. Super 7 just released uh, or is releasing some Roger Rabbit uh, vintage toys that I want to, I'm going to the Tuesday. So it's after this uh, is released, but I'm buying some toys and if they're still available and you like Roger rabbit, um, super seven's got some toys uh, for sale and they're going to be probably expensive. And Action figures. You know, no, they're toys. Who cares? They're toys. <laughs> I just like vintage looking toys. They're so cool. I just saw the packaging. They totally look like, like old school action figures. That's like the whole thing Super Seven does is like they do either do the old school stuff or they do like really detailed, real stuff. detailed. So yeah, stuff, they're yeah. so they're cool. Dude, this was fantastic. <gasps> oh well, I I wish you luck getting this. I was yeah. I was super happy that I finally got something that I've been jonesing for for quite some time. Um, but this is super cool. I'm uh. I might actually jump in on this. When is this released? Tomorrow, Tuesday. Oh, so the uh, day before this episode releases. The day before this releases. Oh, we should post something on Instagram or something. I'm (laughs) hoping to have acquired these by the time this episode releases. (laughs) I hope you don't forget. We should post them. (laughs) I have an alarm set on my uh, phone to be able to. Can we wait to post till after Wednesday? (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Well, mine, I fell victim to 
uh, FOMO, and I ended up ordering the Steamboat Willie popcorn bucket from Tokyo. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I got lucky, though, because the markup wasn't as high as the Figment popcorn bucket. Uh, and as far as I can tell, I didn't buy a drawing of the Steamboat Willie popcorn bucket. I actually <laughs> bought one of the popcorn buckets. Uh, but I'm pretty happy. It's something that I've wanted for a really long time. Uh, long time listener and friend of the show, Jesse, was going to bring one the next time we did the chalk walk. He owns one and carrying it around for chalk walk, I thought would have been super cool. But uh, I I feel like I need to have that so that when I reset up my, my shelves and everything, I need to have that on there. So I got mm-hmm. a good price on it, and uh, hopefully it shows up soon. Uh, like I meant, like Andrew said earlier, uh, before we started recording, hopefully it's on a plane and not on a boat, because then I know I'll get it within a few weeks and not two years from now. Because you know, still waiting on that Roger Rabbit uh, <laughs> stuff I ordered October oh, 2020. Man. Still haven't gotten it yet. Funko stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Well, once I get it, I'll post it. Uh, it's one of my favorite popcorn buckets, so I'm, I'm pretty happy that I finally got a chance to get it. Um, yeah, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. I think that's a good And place. listen to Quizneyland this week. There's an episode of Quizneyland tomorrow. Yay, Quizneyland! Yeah, Can you give us a preview of what's coming up in this episode? Uh, in this episode, we talk about... Um, uh, what do we talk about? Muppets <gasps> and um, limited liability companies, <laughs> um, LLCs, and oh, uh, villains, and oh, something else. I don't Sounds know. Sounds like a Disney learning fun. lesson. Nice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so is it Muppets or Muppets? Uh, Muppets. All right. All right. Well, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. I always learn something new. I no love Cormit. So I'm in. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. So uh, if you have any comments on anything that we talked about, please feel free to join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. But we'd love for you to join us over on Discord. If you are not yet a member, make sure to head over to our Instagram stories. Click on the Discord pin story. There's a link there, and within a couple of taps of your phone or device that you are using, you'll be able to sign up and join us there. Uh, Like Andrew mentioned earlier, if you're part of the FGP squad family, you also get a specific section of Discord so that we can communicate there as well. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we've talked about. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. I am Boba the Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the Podcateers Network.